Hello and welcome to Talking Tribal, your very own digital companion to the show we all know and love. The greatest game on TV, the show that outwits, outplays and outlasts every other program. The new series of Australian Survivor is so close we can almost feel the sand underneath our feet, smell the fire and the smoke and taste the retribution. But this is no ordinary series of Survivor. No, for the first time in Australian Survivor history, Jonathan and his guns will be joined by the biggest, baddest and bestest players the game has ever seen. Because this time, it's Survivor All-Stars. Joining me now and actually every week on Talking Tribal is our very own All-Star himself, the People's Champion, Luke Toki. Yeah, every week, baby. I know. <laughs> We're going to have a little bromance by the end of this. I know, story. lucky you. You've hit the jackpot. <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, it's an amazing opportunity for some people who've been on the show and done well, people who've missed out, and a few people who uh, probably deserve a second chance of coming back. Yeah. Look, it's... Um, I think just the name in it, it's All-Stars, you know, four seasons... We've got great characters from every single season battling out, and I can't wait to see who's uh, who's going to you know come out on top. Like that's really what we're going to see is going to be season one, season two, season three, or season four. Like who's the best? And why aren't we seeing you in All Stars this season? You, you thought the couch next to me was too good a yeah, proposition? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm nice and comfortable here. You trying to sell some t-shirts? Uh, of course, on? nah. I um, yeah, look, it takes it's quite taxing going out and playing, so I've. You know, I don't want to be the uh, the dad that you know the kids don't see. So afterwards, I just wanted to go home and and spend some time because that last season was very taxing on me uh, emotionally and and physically. So talk about the physical stuff because yeah. people don't realise what a toll it actually takes on your body, right? Oh, like, man, as I said, my back, my bones, everything hurts. Like it's the physical side is, and I think it's it's probably just both both because you're quite um, malnutritioned. And then on top of it, you have to be quite physical. So it takes, it does take its toll. And, um, you know, the guys that have come off my season and gone straight out, props to them, you know, like mm. that's, that's respect. That's hard, hard work. You don't look like you're malnutritioned anymore. Oh, not now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I've been eating since I got back. I haven't stopped eating. Did you see me in the back room? Yeah. <laughs> you went to town in the room. I know. I might have ate your food as well. I was like, yeah. You talk about like some people who are coming back who yeah. missed out or who've been particularly strong. Pick one person who's already been announced that you think really, really is one to look out for. Uh, look, Henry. Um, Zen Hen, the pretzel, I just named him that just then. But he's, uh, look, I played alongside him and he's very good. You know, he's, um, he was able to come in there right off the back and he was such a people person and I'm, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what he has to offer and how he can mix it up with these guys. Um, yep. Love him as a bloke and I just can't wait to see him out there. Yeah, he's going to be interesting to watch and uh, we certainly saw him pull some pretty... Interesting moves, of course. He tried to convince his tribe he was a yoga teacher and uh, volunteering to swap tribes as well, yeah. you know. He played a pretty hard game. Let's have a quick look at how he actually played. My name's Zen Hen and I'm from season two of Australian Survivor and I am best known as your favourite yoga instructor. Twisting that spine. 40 days. I held that life for 40 days. What a bunch of dum-dums to believe that this guy who can't even touch his toes was a yoga instructor. I was the first person to throw challenges. I found an idol with Jackie and convinced her to let me hold it. I gave clues to Jericho and the opposition, pretending that there's an idol for him to find. I stole the jam and framed someone for it. I basically did everything that you can in Survivor in 40 days. This time, it's the best of the best. 
got to lift your game, and that's exactly what I want to do. He's going to go in there with a bit of reputation, though, isn't he? Oh, man. He's excited. I'm ready to get and, and watch Henry bring it, you know. I know he's going to be uh, quite aggressive. And um, it's All-Stars, so I want players to come back and be aggressive. Mm. I think for me, the player to watch, my pick at least, is the golden god. My brother. I really can't go past him from uh, the most recent series, of course. Another legend of the game who also left with an idol. In his pocket, it's a bit mm. of a running theme. Um, David had such a massive influence on the game. The way he played it was always fairly interesting, but let's have a look how he went. I'm David. I'm a male supermodel. I went out with an idol in my pocket last season, but I'm back, baby. I'm back. You can't have an all-star season without the golden god. I'm a golden god. A golden god. I'm a golden god. The modelling in the fashion world is such a cutthroat business. You need to be able to charm people, being involved in fake relationships that look real. And those kind of skills translate well to my Survivor game. Last season, I made the biggest moves that Australian Survivor has ever seen. I made a fake idol and switched it for a real idol. I flipped two tribes. I did dirt, told people lies and dominated the game. The Survivor bucket list is nearly full. There's only one thing missing and that's the title of Soul Survivor. I am prepared to do anything to win this game. I mean, I wouldn't write him off. Like, the way he plays the game, sometimes you think, man, what is he doing? Like, it's very unconventional, but at the same time, you know, it seems to work. Yeah, see, I've, I've obviously... Dave was my, you know, my man in mm. the last season, and for him to go back straight away and, and play again is intense. Like, he, um, it can either go either way. Like, I'm thinking, okay, Dave's going back. He's going to be struggling mentally. And is his body even up to shape? Like, I um, know Dave. I've sat on the beach, like, so many times and hours talking strategy. So I know strategy-wise there. And I know the physical's there. But going back and playing again, is he going to just go straight into full, you know, strategy mode and, you know, just get eliminated from the game? I'm not too sure, but... I want, I want Dave to do well. Yeah, do you think he'll be a little bit burnt out or do you think because, you know, people know him? He, he's a guy who can't yeah. sort of be a shrinking violet in the tribe. Yeah. You know, he no, stands no, he's, out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Does that mean he'll have a target on his back as well? Well, yeah, like, you know, I'm sure, like, the people that have watched him play that, you know, if, if, he, if he's not a target, like, he, he, he makes moves, he, he fooled people... He fooled Sean. Mm. He stole his idol. Like, he's done some big moves. He is, he's a move maker. He's a, he's a tribe shaker. So, um, the golden god, brother, like, he's back. He is back. Yeah, he's yeah. going to be absolutely worth keeping an eye on. Lots more players to get through. We'll be back in a moment with a special guest on the couch to discuss more All-Stars. Straight from the jungles of South Africa. I'm a celebrity, get me out of here as Tanya Hennessy delves deep into the lives of her castmates. Nights are long in the jungle, and what better way to pass the time than to reveal your innermost feelings? Tanya's sexy jungle podcast. Find it on the 10 Speaks page on 10 Play. Or wherever you listen to your bodies. Welcome back to Talking Tribal, where Lukey and I go deep 
on Australian Survive and help us unpack more of what's coming up in All Stars, the Puzzle Master, the Chicken Namer, the Magician Extraordinaire from Season 1, Matt Tarrant. Hey, that's a good intro. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty You're good, the isn't chick- it? The Chicken Namer. The Chicken Namer. I don't know <laughs> what that means exactly, but, yeah, I had a love of chickens on the first yeah. season, I guess, so it makes sense. Has anyone else called you that? Do you get that in the street? Hey, Chicken Namer! <laughs> <laughs> no, but I definitely think Chester was a big part of, like, my story in the shows. Yeah. And uh, almost a big story of one of the other characters on All Stars with uh, Nick. Myself and Nick had a bit of a a run-in of the chicken, so I'm hoping to see maybe there's another chicken out there this time around and starts up another argument. Now, Matt, some of your fellow competitors from Season 1 are back at All Stars. Anyone we should keep our eyes on? Oh, there's a lot, but um, I think probably one of the most interesting stories, I think, is the Flick and Brook relationship mm. to see how they either cross paths or make amends after what happened in our season. Do you think they'll realise the power of working together or are they just too much bad blood? I get the feeling they're the sort of people that might for a little while decide that they're quite strong together, but um, I do think they probably both hold a grudge and I can definitely see someone like Brooke eventually maybe cutting Flick's throat after what happened, I guess, mm. in our season. So there's a, there's a good chance that maybe eventually it might, you know, come at the uh, the top there. There's I some... want to see him fight. <laughs> <laughs> of course you do. That's why it's intriguing, this series. There's already a lot of backstory, a lot of vengeance that needs to be uh, dealt with. Well, that's it. And, like, they're both... Both of those two girls are very strategic, they are very social, and they're both very strong players. And I don't think they're going to like the fact that, you know, they both could make it quite far. I, can, I just can see a moment where they're both going to cross paths, clash heads, and one of them is going to come out. The thing with Flick was she always seemed to be on the right end of the vote. Uh, you were in an alliance with her. Yeah. Um, what was she like as a player? Well, it's funny. We actually voted her off at one point, and then we switched that vote up to get Connor out instead, which was a really early move early on. Um, but we switched that vote just because we kind of thought, you know, she was like a... A very likeable person, and mm. you, you instantly you talk to Flick and you like her straight away. Like, she's just a good girl. Um, and I think that's kind of something she's very good at making you feel liked and welcomed. So um, she can do that despite the fact that she might not actually like or welcome you like she kind of did to me. So she's very good at doing that and making you feel uh, loved um, despite the fact that maybe you're not. Talk a little bit about Brooke as well. You know, obviously, she's, uh, she's a fierce competitor. Brooke is, I honestly think she's the best player from our season. <laughs> she didn't obviously win. Uh, I, I beat her when it comes to days, but she's definitely, I think, probably the strongest competitor across our season. She has a really good strategic uh, ideas. She's very social and she's like a powerhouse when it comes to challenges. Mm. So she's definitely one to watch and yeah. I can see her winning this whole thing. Yeah, she is a beast, absolutely. Let's have a quick look at uh, a bit of the Flick and Brooke story from season one. My name's Flick and I'm from the first season of Australian Survivor. People might underestimate me and think that I'm just this typical Gold Coast girl that wouldn't hurt a fly, but they could not be any more wrong. (laughs) I'm not afraid to make big moves. I voted out my best friends. Brooke, you need to bring me a torch. In my normal life, I'm an angel, but in the game of Survivor, I'm the devil. Brooke will be out to get me, but I want to be the one to take the first shot. I know the kinds of people that have played Survivor in the last four years. I'm not an Olympic champion, a sports star or a scientist, but I am definitely a Survivor All-Star. And on Survivor, the only resume that matters is the one you earn on the game. All-Stars is the season I was meant to play. I didn't come back here to place this time. I came back to win. 
My name's Brooke, I'm a personal trainer and I'm probably most known for being the challenge beast in season one. I'm going into this assuming that everyone is a snake. To me, being an all-star means that you're gonna give it your all, you're strategic, you play a good social game, but everyone is here to win and everyone is playing hard. I played a really strong game in season one. I was the first serious challenge threat in Australian Survivor. Brooke oh. wins! I wanna keep that title. I've been running, boxing, doing strength work. I'm fitter and stronger than I've ever been. Nobody wants to be blindsided twice, especially not me. Everyone needs to watch their back. I'm back to take home the title. And she is going to be a serious physical threat, I reckon. Mm, that was exciting. <laughs> Settle down, brother. I want to know who wins now. <laughs> Someone else who is a great player, super interesting, is uh, Phoebe. She left the game relatively early, but is still seen as a pretty important and, and really smart player, isn't she? Yeah, look, Phoebe, uh, you know, obviously played in your season mm. and she's got a lot of love online. Uh, you know, I think she's definitely one of the standouts. She didn't make merge, didn't she? Nah, she didn't. But, like, Reddit, Facebook, everywhere loves yeah. her. And she would be, like, the first player you would pick from our season to come back. Yeah. Um, and it's just because she's such a really strong, strategic player. Um, and she... Uh, probably a lot of people think that maybe, unfortunately, she just kind of um, was unlucky. Mm. Uh, and she got voted off because of luck. I mean, this is the thing as well, you know, you can be a challenge beast, you can be super strategic, but sometimes the chips just don't fall your way, isn't that right? Survivor's a tough game. Like, you can be the most social, strongest, best player out there and you still don't win. I mean, look at me. <laughs> it happens. It happens, yeah, you know. it's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> if you could, do, if you could re, rerun it again, is there one, one key decision you would do differently? Oh, there's hundreds of decisions I'd do differently. Hey? Nobody has hey. said one. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't there's, got all night. I don't, know, I don't know if there is one. Like, because every sort of moment you do and everything you would change it, they would probably change something else. Mm. But, like, the final challenge I was in, I was so close to beating Lee and I didn't. And it just that moment has replayed in my mind so many times. So um, just maybe rather than eating KFC and Maccas before going out and playing Survivor, I would have maybe gone to the gym once. That might have helped. Yeah. Just that once would have just, once. just probably got you across got the line. The edge, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that half sit-up always makes the difference. You should have that protein shake. That's all it was, yeah. Phoebe, absolutely, you know, one to look out for. Um, and, you know, you've always liked her from the beginning and you think she could really go all the way. Yeah, I mean, she's been someone that I think everyone wants to see more of Phoebe. And that's why it's so exciting to have her out there again because we get to see finally what she actually can do out there. So mm. I think her story's going to be a really interesting one and um, she's definitely another player to watch out there. And I think season one has a lot of those strong players. Let's have a, a quick look at just why so many people love Phoebe. I'm Phoebe, I am from season one and I'm a lawyer. It's been four years since I played Survivor and this is my return to the game. It's my return to the top, where I belong. When I played the first time, I sat through more tribal councils than most people did the entire game. I was on a losing team from day one all the way till the day I left. So I had to play hard, I had to play defensively. This time, if I get dealt a better hand, you know, who knows what I'll be able to do. It's all stars. Everybody here is a threat. So I'm going to be playing with people that are actually on my level of gameplay. I have all the tools I need to win this game, and I just have to make sure I whip out the right tools at the right time. If I can do that, I'll be the sole survivor.
Yeah, she might be a hot favourite going in there, you know, great social game and just the ability to work. Scrap, she's a scrapper, isn't she? She's a scrapper and all this talk and now <clears throat> to see her finally come back. Yeah. Let's see what you got, Phoebes. Yeah, every time you talk to Phoebe, you fall in love with her. So if that happens to people out there in the game, which it will, she's a good chance to go far. Finally, we might talk a little bit about Nick. Um, you know him well. People yeah. thought he was a bit of a snake, but uh, he, he plays a game that might not help him this time round because he might come in with a bit of a, a target on his back. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, he's a snake, but I, I think compared to some of the guys we've seen in the more later seasons, what he probably did was nothing in comparison. I mean, our season was probably a little bit more um, careful. We probably didn't play as hard out there and Nick was kind of seen as the bigger player. But compared to, like, your Davids and your Henrys, I don't, maybe not so much. Um, but he, he is a, a very strong player. Again, one of these guys that you instantly like. And um, he's a very good liar. I mean, he lied to me for, like, three months leading up to All-Stars, promising he wasn't on the show. And it wasn't until he called me and said, hey, I'll leave tomorrow. Um, so he was lying to, like, someone who's a close friend of his mm. for so long, like, in a, in a nice way, I guess. You got blindsided. Um, I got blindsided. <laughs> Man, <laughs> seriously. <Off> the island. <laughs> I'm no good at Survivor. People can just lie to me and I, I've, I'm rubbish. I'm rubbish. That's why I couldn't win. That's why I wasn't called back, you know. <laughs> so, he, but he's, Nick is just one of these guys. He, um, he's going to play hard, I think. But I think the difference with Nick is now that he's just given, or well, his wife's just given birth to to a beautiful baby, and um, I, I think that's kind of got to settle him a little bit. He, he's not going out there to play Survivor for the first time as a super fan. He's done that. He's now playing to win for his family, and do I think it'll change. Do you know one thing? I think Nick's going to maybe have a, maybe, not an advantage, but I think that he's he was doing podcasts and talking a lot yeah. of the season two and season three and, and, I don't know, season four, but he was either way, he was, he was, he was making contact with us, and I, I spoke to Nick a few times. Love Nick. If I went out there and I was in All-Stars, I know I'd want to align with Nick. So, and, you know, as you said, the first season, yeah, OK, he got pushed as a snake, but it was a very loyal season. Mm. It wasn't like a backstab, crazy, you know, chaos. You know, it was to some degree, but it wasn't, you know? Mm. And I just feel like he might actually bring a bit of calm to the uh, chaos that could eventuate because people just like him so much. Yeah, maybe he's a carpet snake rather than like a death adder. <laughs> yeah, let's have a look at uh, some of his big moments from his season. My name's Nick, I'm from season one, and I am the original Survivor villain. Do we have your allegiance? Absolutely. We all know Nick's a bit of a snake. There's no doubt about that. Nick the snake. I'm back to ruin everyone's life for a second time. Every day as a high school teacher, I have to control a class of teenagers. I need to get them to respect me, to listen to me. I am going to make sure that people do things my way this time. I've grown and changed so much since last time. I'm married now, I have a kid. If I win, it's for them. I was like your garden variety earthworm in season one. Now, like, I'm going to be like the King Cobra. This is going to be all out bloodshed, all out warfare. Oh, I can't wait, it's going to be so good. <laughs> All right, so our 15 All-Stars are locked in, but there are more to be revealed during episode one, and there's a, little, a lot of rumours circulating. You might have heard bits and pieces, guys, about who might be going in. You've had some, you know, people leading you down the garden path, Matt, <laughs> but 
Who do you think is missing from the all-star lineup? Obviously, Chester the Chicken. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, Australia will obviously be in mourning when they find out that both Luke and myself aren't on the show. Mm. Um, mainly <laughs> Luke. Um, <laughs> might, might need a day off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a day, a day of remembrance or something, yeah. yeah, yeah. the flag halfway, you know. <laughs> but outside of those two very clear favourites, um, like, Benji is someone who I think is missing, and Benji is, like someone that most people would have in their top three, I would think, of returning players. Uh, Sarah uh, from season two as well is a really strong player that I would have kind of expected uh, to maybe get a callback. Um, but then we have people like Tessa. She now lives overseas. It's tough to come back. Um, but I think that it's a good sign. There's a lot of players that perhaps we would like to still be out there or to have played again that haven't. Um, so who knows? One day maybe we'll see some of those guys out there. What about you, Luke? Anyone in there in particular, who you know would have been amazing to come back for All-Stars? Uh, as you said, both the Wilsons, they could have definitely come back and mixed it up. I think that, um, I think that you're never going to get everyone on the same day mm. to play a game that goes 50 days. You know, everyone's um, pretty much making sure that they can uh, be out there for 50 days. It's not, no one's budgeting for two days or four days. Everyone's budgeting for 50 days, so... Yeah, she said Sarah's obviously a good one. Um, I never played with the season one guys, um, so I'm not too sure there, but I definitely know uh, even season four we have um, some guys in there that could have mixed it up. So, yeah. Well, now, Craig, Craig's another one from season one who'd be quite good. He was an entertaining character as well, but to be honest, almost anyone that gets cast on the show, that there had to have been something that got them on the show. Now, obviously, a few more still to be announced, but of the ones that we know are going to be on the show, there's a few little infights, some grudges, some revenge that needs to be had. What do you think we need to look out for there? Who do you think has the biggest axe to grind? Ooh, oh. I just want to see some revenge. There's going to be I want plenty. to see some confessionals about revenge and I want to see that that revenge either blow up in their face, but I want to see people targeting people. That's what I want, like, you know, that's all I can ask for with All-Stars is people go out there and play aggressive and, and kind of, you know, make their legacy known. Any in particular for you that you think are bubbling away that people are uh, oh, just look. desperate for vengeance? I think Lydia is probably someone who I can see her being quite vengeful. Uh, Brooke is probably another. Mm. I think that she will probably at some point do something. But <laughs> there are probably even relationships outside of the game that might come into play here as well. And there might be people that don't like each other in the real world. So that'll be interesting to see how that comes to play. How too. important is it to sort of put aside that emotional element of it when you've got something from a previous episode or you've played with someone before, is it easy just to drop it? You can't... You, if you, you cannot play this game successfully if you play emotional. Like, I'm looking at um, all the guys that have played... Uh, not played their idols as even that, as something that's going to be a big thing in the game where it's like... You know, you, you, do you really want to make that mistake? Can you imagine going home two seasons with an idol in your mm -hmm. pocket two times? Mm -hmm. You know, there's that even weighing on people's minds and, and but then to play it wrong is another kick in the guts. So I think there's uh, there's going to be... Yeah, that, that's going to make good TV. <laughs> yeah. But there's, I mean, there's 22 people out there that didn't win the first time round. So they all have something to prove. They all want to play better than they played the first time round. So, look, everyone's got something to, to do one up on what they did previously. But everyone's bringing a story and some baggage and some people are bringing some reputations which might harm them in the end as well. Yeah, I think so. And if you, if you made pre-merge in the first time you played, you're desperate to make merge the second time around as well. So that's another thing that comes into play. Who do, who do you think's bringing some of that baggage? Who's got a reputation or people have got a, 
an idea of how they're going to play that might put a target on their back? You've got Dave and Henry both played idols. Uh, didn't play idols, sorry. Um, you've got, uh, you know, Tarzan that got eliminated by being so loyal. Mm. And, and, you know, does he want to go out again like that? I think you'd probably want to get more out of the game. But what about people who will be seen as real threats, who other players want to get rid of early? If I think going into this, if you're not looking at every single player mm. as someone that's going to lie to you, you have a wrong, have a bad way of looking at all stars. Matt, that's what it's all stars is about. Who would you vote off first if you were thinking <laughs> who is the biggest threat here? Who do you hate who, most? No, 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 <laughs> not who do you hate. Forget about that. Tactically, strategically, who do you think is the biggest threat here? I need to get rid of them before they get some speed up. Oh, that's tough. Um, I think if I'm out there, the likes of the Davids. Maybe the Henrys are people that you want to target first because they can be maybe a little bit unpredictable. Um, Henry especially could... He could just make moves at any point. He seems to make moves just kind of for the fun and the sake of it. So that's tough to play around. So maybe someone like that. You've got two winners as well that you don't want them to win again, but then do you take them to the end as well? There's so many different ways you can think of it. But if I had to, to name someone... Maybe Henry. Mm. I mean, we've seen in the States, returning winners, they are picked off very early on. Well, but then you look at Sandra, who's won it twice Double winner, now. absolutely. So you, you can still win this game twice. It is just very hard yeah. to do it. Amazing. Well, that's uh, pretty much it for Talking Tribal. Thanks for coming oh, in, man. Matt. Great to, to see, see you. Brother. If anyone pulls out, Matt's, uh, Matt's here. He's waiting for the yeah, call. I'm, I'm ready. Are you ready? You ready? <laughs> I've, been, I've been training. Uh, <laughs> Plenty KFC, Maccas, I'm, I'm ready to go. So. He's ready to lose some weight. <laughs> Peak physical condition. Well done. Thanks for coming in, man. Amazing to have you. Um, I don't need to tell you to tune into Australian Survivor All-Stars Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday on Channel 10. And the next episode of Talking Tribal is going to be dropping every Friday. Luke Tokyo and myself will be back guiding you through it, of course, on your social feed and on the podcast. Join us then as we dissect the critical first week of Survivor All-Stars. Professor and the Hack. Accessible politics with just a touch of depth. I'm Hugh Rimmington. And I'm Peter Van Onselen. You can find us, The Professor and the Hack, wherever you find quality podcasts.